Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, welcome back to your favorite by plus a few days weekly Hero Realms digital app podcast, Sparks and Recreation. I am one of your hosts, Matthew Jiglin-Linkberg-Rooks, and you guys, I'm super excited today because we have a very extremely special episode with a couple of special guests. But before we get there, I'm going to introduce my right-handed right-hand man, Sam Scrapforce Parsons, broadcasting live from his parents' basement. How are we doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me, the anti-dubs, Sam Scrapforce Parsons. Uh, doing great, Matt. Thank you for the beautiful introduction. I'm going to ask my mom for some Pop-Tarts here in just one second. It's a great night. I can't wait to hear more from our special guests that we have. Um, and you know what? Why listen to me blabber on? Let's introduce them. How about that, Matt? Oh, my God. He actually did it without spoiling either of their names ahead of time. You're or getting cussing. better at this, Sammy. You're, or cussing, yeah. <laughs> but let's not jinx it. Let's not jinx it yet. But up first, guys. Up first, we have the Thunder from Down Under. Daily 23 joining us from Australia. How's it going, my friend? Thanks for coming on the cast today. G'day, guys. How are we? Doing well? Doing great. It's, uh, awesome. awesome to have you here, bud. Yeah, thanks so for having good. me on, guys. I'm super, super excited. Can't wait. Uh, awesome. Everyone just had a collective like, oh, man, listen to his accent. <laughs> I know you get that all the time from Americans, but. <laughs> no, I, ne I never get tired of it, though. <laughs> yeah, you love it? You're like, yes, it. please. Uh, <laughs> More. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, we have a really distinguished special guest host again is the one, the only, DeCatz's meow, Alex Rogers, beaming in from South Carolina. How's it going, buddy? It is absolutely wonderful. It is late, but it's okay. I, I'm here, and it's going to be glorious for the next couple hours. Heck yeah, it is. Uh, we are in three different time zones right now, and coordinating this was quite a task, but we made it happen, and it's going to be a glorious show for you guys, I promise. Um, really quickly, Daly, why don't you give us a quick uh, shout out and thanks to our patrons if you can. Yeah, just, um, well, I'm one of them, but thank you so much to all the patrons and people that support this podcast. Um, it's just a, a real honor and privilege to be with these guys. And I'm really grateful that, um, as a community, we can help keep it running. And so thanks everyone for being a part of that. It's really special. Well said. Thanks. And thanks for your thanks, uh, support and help as well. And to you, Alex, as well. Another one of our great yep. uh, supporters. Um, Alex, would you do the honors of giving us a quick overview of the uh, episode today? Today, what we're going to be doing is, what would you do? Then we're going to be doing Looking for Lethal. Going to do a little bit of an over a recap of the UK Expo summary. We're going to do some reactions to that as well. Mailbag, State of the Meta, Build Lab, and then finally... Last but not least, Community Roundup. That's Flawless. right. What a jam-packed show, guys. And um, 
just to give a little extra info on the UK Games Expo, this is actually a really special uh, chunk of amazing content that our kennel sent us uh, that he actually recorded uh, before, during, and after he won the Legends Tournament there. So that's going to be a lot of fun to listen to the content he prepared for us there. Uh, Great episode, guys. Without further ado, let's jump right into it with What Would You Do? What would you say you do here? Okay, my friends, what would you do? And I'm going to do a very special little segment here in homage to our missing dear Chris. First off, happy birthday, Chris. Today Mm -hmm. is his birthday. That is why he's not here. He's out merrymaking with his family. Happy birthday, my friend. And with that said, what would you do (laughs) in the voice of Nostra Double Domus? Well, hotel and... Wrong segment. Jigmalinka, shut your mouth. I cast (laughs) silence upon you. (laughs) I'll tell and listen, my friends, when we discover what we would do in today's segment. First, I would like to mention that on Discord, we have a wonderful community to discuss what would you do. The channel is very active and there are always lots of interesting what would you do scenarios. They're being posted and discussed all the time. Please go there. Hashtag WWYD. Next, let's paint the scene. All right. I'm going to stop the voice now because that's going to be a lot of talking in the wizard voice. Love you, Dubs. That was for you. Having Uh, been playing Diablo 4, though, I'm really loving the the Nostra Double Damas. It's really filling the mood for me. Oh, fantastic. That's amazing. (laughs) Is there a a good character in Diablo? I haven't been playing it at all. He's basing it off of, um, like off of one of the characters in Diablo. Oh, fantastic. I didn't know that. Look, daily with the trivia. Big contributions already. <laughs> All right, we got uh, a level 9 ranger versus a level 9 cleric. You are the ranger. Um, you have your track available. You can pop your snapshot. I, well, level 9 is probably not snapshot yet, but you can pop your skill where you could, drag, drop, uh, you could uh, draw a card. Um. On the row, there is a recruit, an influence, a firebomb, a rampage, an intimidation. Uh, you have six gold to spend. And yeah, so there's four cards in your deck. You could track to see what it was and pick the right card off the top with your skill if you wanted to. Um, so what would you do, guys? Would you go for just buying the rampage? Would you buy uh, a bunch of the small cards, the recruit, influence, the intimidation that are showing? That is what you have the option to do. That's the question. All right. So, Sam, what you after that beautiful introduction of the situation, let's hear what you would do. Mm-hmm. Well, buy the recruit, buy the influence, see what flipped, and then maybe buy an intimidation or maybe buy a fire gym even. Depending on what comes. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I like the line of thinking here. You know, the immediate kind of uh, knee-jerk reaction is to get rampage right away. Because you, you can yeah. afford it, you can get it. But like Sam said, there's, I think, uh, very little, there's zero chance that the uh, cleric can get it next turn anyway. And if you stack up on Econ, you're almost surely going to get it before he does. 
and keep that uh, really valuable econ away from the cleric as well early game, which is important, even though he does already have a bribe. I'm going to agree with you, Sam. I'm going to say I'll, I'd probably go recruit first just because I want that healing just to, to be able to stick with the cleric. Then I'll probably go influence, like you said, see what flips. Um, I could track after that or mm-hmm. um, yeah, I might want to track. I don't know. I might leave the intimidation there for now or I might grab it because it will help me to chip away at his uh, champs. Maybe. Yeah. So I probably, hmm. I'm going to take the intimidation too. If nothing else better comes up, is probably my guess daily. What are you going to do in this? Situation? Yeah. So I think this was sent in, I think from Filtrophobe, who's I'm, I'm supposed to be mentoring, but he's a much, much better player than me. Um, he'd definitely be come up with some more, elegant solution than I would, but I'm taking the rampage and running. <laughs> I just, I can't go past it. If I saw it there, I'd just take it. That's how I'd play. <laughs> yep. yep. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue passing up on a rampage, but, um, and you know, it's we'll never a bad choice. I mean, the reality is you, th- at that point you're cycling through your deck so fast, even if he's getting champs out, you're taking him down every turn anyway. So I don't think either option is bad. I just think you just start spinning. Okay. Um, Alex, how about you? What would you do in this situation? Yeah, I'm definitely going Econ on this. It's turn two. Um, It is a cleric game, so it's going to go a little bit longer. Uh, And the only thing that I would actually slightly disagree with is I think with my last two gold, after I buy Influence and Recruit, assuming nothing better falls in the market, I actually am probably going to go Fire Gem just to really guarantee, or uh, not guarantee, but really increase my odds of getting either Rampage or Firebomb. Yeah, an intimidation is not going to win you the game, but no. rampage and firebomb will. So, like, if you can if you can get both of them before the cleric does, you win. Unless, like, you know, six sacrifices fall into the market right for them. So, yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. Now, what what do you think though about intimidation as a tool to help chip away at those um, buffed champs he's going to bring out, or is it just not worth it right now? Yeah, I, I think I would rather get Firebomb, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Now, and, and it's like, it, you know, it's it's early on. They're going to – you still have your shot available. It's not like you're having to burn it now to get anything. So uh, unless you, you are extremely unlucky, you're going to get to the Firebomb before they do. Yeah, and they don't have any champs. They haven't bought any champs yet that they're that are going to be hard to kill yet. So you have some. You don't really have to worry about killing those um, those followers yet. Yeah, good stuff. All right, really quickly, guys, I'm just going to jump into the Discord and see what Peeps said here. Uh, the voting for what you would do is is pretty uh, even. The influence got the most votes though, followed by. Uh, Mm. The rampage, rampage was next, but people said different yep. things. Noodle, noodle echoed our sentiments. He said influence, recruit, then intimidation, reconsideration after each flip. Uh, Meowgan says she would have picked rampage. Um, Frank says he'll also go for the econ. He'll go influence. Um, User Cafe also says he'll go rampage. So I think we're seeing a lot, kind of a split here, uh, kind of the daily line of thinking, just aggro. Let's start cycling and go. And then kind of the more planning for the long game approach, going econ, denying the cleric econ, and then going from there. So, yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, here's what Philtrophobe did. He bought the influence first, then recruit, 
then intimidation. So kind of similar to what some of us were saying, he used headshot next turn to guarantee a rampage purchase on turn four. So he actually burned his headshot the following turn to get the extra gold to buy the rampage. And then I think it was off to the races. He said he uh, got firebomb turn six. <laughs> so uh, yeah, kind the of winch. like I, the intimidation part is kind of, you know, uh, it probably, like Alex said, if you get that firebomb, it like improves increases your chances of getting that stuff even you know faster and quicker so especially uh, if you have the really, rampage you're just spinning through to just hit it all the time yeah yeah um yep. this this cleric's in trouble though no matter what yeah. I think. all right good stuff guys <laughs> yeah. uh as always send in your what would you do scenarios uh we have i think five or six on backlog right now which is great but we're always welcoming new submissions so please send them in um up next we have the creator of a very special segment called Looking for Lethal. Welcome to everybody's favorite new game show, Looking for Lethal. That's right, we give you a scenario set up where there is a very intricate way for you to find lethal, and it is your job to find it within 60 seconds. Can you do it? Let's find out. Oh, well, I'm really excited about this one. So everyone knows the Druid is the Druid is a little bit brokenish right now. And so the scenario that we're looking at is actually a turn six lethal. Um, oh my gosh, no way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's 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 good. So oh, of um, course. The, here's here's the current game state. So you have in the discard an owl and a rabbit loaded there, and you haven't used pure bear form yet. So, so you can bring both of those if you want. Up. Both of them okay. back. Already, because Cleric has so much damage in their, in their deck naturally, they left rabbit, hedgehog, fox, and squirrel all on the board from last turn. <laughs> Couldn't knock down any of them. Yes, I know, right? So, oh, in man. hand, you have Hunt for Jewels, Death Threat, The Rot, no. and Dark Energy. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, all yes. this is turn six, by the way. Yeah, Who, turn six. Poor cleric. So, poor, poor cleric. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, no. And, uh, and then in your deck, you have four lowly single... One gold pieces, one ruby, uh, flourishing staff, entangling roots, and double devotion. So, double devotion is obviously how we got to where we are now because yeah. it's stupid broken with clarity. So broken. So, yep. No, and, and then the little twist to this one is because there's not lethal on the board, but yeah. little Nostra double damas action. The next two cards in the market, drum roll pre, please. Close ranks. It's going to be. Close ranks, for sure. Yeah, it's Lumina first and then close ranks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, All right. yeah. All right. I know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, effectively, it's, you know, how can you buy your way through to get to close ranks and then load the board and then smack for 65 damage after getting past two. Tiny, poor little followers. Okay, this is fantastic. So, All right. This is brutal. Um, we'll take 60 seconds to think about it. 
So what you do is oh, you, 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 use, you use the, uh, your bear ability. Yeah. You bring in the owl and the rabbit. Okay. All right. Now, I, I'm, does the order really matter that much? I don't think it does. I guess you play hunt for jewels. Uh, then you can play your uh, uh, death touch, uh, get those fire gems in your hand. Uh, then you can use your um, rot on. Uh, do we have stuff in my discard? No, there yeah, is. Yeah, you've nothing. got to go there. Yeah, might as well just burn the gold though, because uh, mm -hmm. we're, we're probably not going to need it. Uh, then get the draw from dark energy. Um, all right, so now I have. Uh, I've already drawn three cards, right? Yeah. If I'm counting correctly. Uh, and now if I play my rabbit, that's four. If mm -hmm. I play uh, the, both rabbits, that's five. So I basically have everything in my deck in my hand now, right? Yeah. Okay. And you and still would have the owl, right? Uh, you, you, you've got, you've got, is it not populating right? So the, the extra ruby and gold and two devotions are also in your deck. Oh, got it, got it. Got it. Okay. I, right. I, I, I screenshotted it weird. I see. Because oh. I was so what's in the yeah. discard? Oh, so so the discard your, is your, just... dis your discard is literally only the owl and the rabbit. Yeah, yeah and, that makes sense. Gonna be, yeah, and they're going to be, I'm putting them into play because we're using the ability, right? Yeah. All right, so, and, and I'm not, I don't know what I'm drawing yet, but I'm assuming I'm drawing, I've drawn five cards in my hand. I'm assuming yeah. I have more money, maybe even more draw from the devotions or the staff. What yeah. does entangle again? Does that give you draw as well? I it's a draw that. too. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah so, wow. All right, and so it, also it also expands, and then you can one, scrap two, it to draw three, another one, right? Four. So it's actually a draw two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's now, why that, this is why I love entangling roots, and I will die. I will die on this hill. That it's it really good. Than the other I was I but. was um in my in the druid tournament thing. Um, I was playing Rip, and he wrecked me with it. It's a really good card. I've never used yeah. it. I'm gonna have to try it with druid now. You guys yeah. are talking. About. It, I will die on that hill. It is better than the other option because the What's other the, one stuns two guard or whatever it is, expends the guards or stuns your guards yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, guess what? I, like, how I often are there going to be more than two guards? Yeah. So I yeah. almost never use it. Yeah. Just the damage yeah. is nice. All right. So now I guess for uh, the decision point I'm in is what am I going to buy? Uh, Alex already cheated and told us that uh, Lumina or what, what's your name and uh, close ranks are coming up. Lumina so, uh, and Lumina close ranks are your next ranks. two cards in the market. So, so I, I you, don't want to buy... I probably don't want to buy the eight cost guy, right? Right away, even mm -hmm. though it's tempting. Um, and again, yeah, I'd be trying the influence. So the, the biggest thing here is you have to do your math of like, because it actually gets really close. Like you actually yeah. have, there's only one way to get to lethal. Because that's the only way. That's why I was thinking about this. There's literally only way to get to lethal. Okay. Well, I'm not going to count the money and it's going to take too much time if I do. I'm, I'll just say, let's say you do buy, what is it, Ungra? Maybe you do buy Ungra, all right? Uh, put him into play. You draw. You keep drawing your cards. Uh, now we have uh, both five. guards are stunned. And now we have seven uh, champs in play. So if I'm getting the right. devotions out, I'm getting a bunch more money from them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm counting 24 total gold you can get with the devotions. Yeah, that was okay. with six champs in play yeah. though. So make that 26. Yeah. All right. So play all yeah. those. Play effectively, your gold is almost unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you don't play, you maybe play one devotion first to draw. And then if you can get Lumina out, then you wait and play the second one and get that extra gold. Well, you, out need, of it. you need Although both devotions. No, no, no. Draw, so right? the, you need both no, devotions. The turn order doesn't matter. Devotion okay. adds gold after the fact, too. Retroactive. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right, so you play Angra, then you buy uh, Lumina, then you buy Close Ranks. 
uh, <laughs> and at that point, it doesn't really matter. You don't even worry about the circlet too much because your draw deck is empty and your discard is empty. So even yep. bottom decking doesn't even yep. matter. Uh, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyways, that's kind of, I'm sure there's more details to it, but that's basically it, how I see it folding, unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. Effectively. So yeah. The things that I looked at and saw from this that are really relevant is that there's, you have three draws in your hand and then just with the rabbits and the owl, that's another four draws. So you have, you have seven draws and you only have five cards that are duds. Every other card that are, that's in your deck will let you draw again. So effectively you've got two draws left over so you can buy something from the market and then whatever flips as we know is really good so that when that flips, you can then buy it and get it. And then that provides more draws. So you, then you can buy the next one and get it and buy the next one and get it. Right. Just insane. So I think yeah, it's gotta be Ungra. Yeah. Ungra and then, you know, Lumina and then close ranks, but that's yeah, insane. I, I that's mean, it. maybe, I don't know if it was it Lumina that you, you also bought cause there's no damage with that. I'd have to do the damage math to see what. Yeah. The, yeah, there's, uh, there's so no you have to do the damage draws. math. You actually need in order for it to work out, you need one more champion to hit lethal. So you actually have to buy uh, whatever it is, Gor- Gorga? Whatever's uh-huh. the dragon's uh, name is, Gorgar? Uh, yeah. Or I guess uh, you could theoretically buy Wolf Shaman too. So Gor- Gorgar or Wolf Shaman, and then you'll you'll hit lethal. So. And then you use your skill. Okay. Wow. Okay. And this is turn yeah, yeah, in the Oh, yeah, and the skill. skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The skill adds a lot so, of damage yeah, at that it, point it, too. Oh, I guess, I guess theoretically, you'll have two gold left over, so you could be a complete jerk and then buy influence like I did. And then burn it for an extra three, just get three over lethal. So. Oh my god. That is brutal. Will you what put, in oh, the hell? Pull me Algin. Pull me Algin. I know. And what in the hell? That, what, that is a turn. That, man? <laughs> this on turn I'll six. Make... Yeah, this was... Uh, so I, I kind of felt bad about this one because I think this was, it was either our very first or second. Like, I was trying to teach her you know or no no this one wasn't a teaching moment this was she was trying to climb with her cleric and then inadvertently <laughs> caught me in the uh in the queue in the queue yeah, uh, yeah. well i hate it for you suck, as i, fa- as I found that today i don't like playing you with druid no, no the, the druid is it's, it's, just, it's, it's just broken it's not it's, really fun to play it's at, this, at this point that, no it, there's the only reason i'm climbing in- with it right now because it's it's quicker to get to diamond right now and I, i'm gonna do it anyways whether it's now and i'll do it again later just to prove that i can do it when it's not broken but yeah. it's uh-huh yeah. so so when you played this game uh and this is a little bit of a divergence i'm sorry about that but you got the devotion early you bottom decked it and then you you uh had your your champs out to, for extra econ because you still have your skill, so you didn't burn it early to keep them out in those early hands. You, so you if, just you mean like how did I get this ridiculous by turn six? Is that what you're asking? That's what I'm asking. Yes, the yeah. and you said so the devotion really serves, were what got This you. is like yeah, this is like two weeks ago. But if memory serves, um, right. devotion I got like she I think she she went. Yeah, she went first and didn't have three gold. Only had two gold in the opening hand. So mm-hmm. I got Devotion, bottom decked it immediately. And the way that it worked out, I was able to draw straight into it. Yeah. Um, right. And then ended up getting my Devotion on turn four, bought the second Devotion, flipped it, <laughs> and then was able to play it, I think, if memory serves. All right. So oh, like, I think I think her because... turn one might have her turn one might have literally been like both of her followers, and maybe yeah. the 
the mace too, so all of her damage was gone turn one. And so turn two, like everything was out. And so she did, she couldn't kill anything. And so it just allowed me to cycle through my deck super mm-hmm. quickly. And then and you got the I devotion just, on top I, of it. That's I, double like, devotion. Oh and I, my! I was able God. to buy hunt for jewels yeah. and death threat. Yeah, all the things. Richard. I mean, like how often does that happen? But you, you have that's... 19, 19 gold worth of purchases in your deck on turn six. God, that's <laughs> insane. <laughs> anyway, okay, that's we'll talk insane. about the druid later, guys. When we talk about the state of the meta, but yeah, this just yeah. shows. Uh, how I just rebuilt my wizard to have that that stuff. <laughs> so yeah, when we do when we idea. actually post yep. this, we need to like tag oral and be like it's broken fix it yeah <laughs> yeah well well this would be a fun six one is, turn six is not like that's three turns man that's not fair yeah it happens sometimes with um fighter and uh barbarian too but not like not but not as, just, i think, not I think rucksack, often, right? rucksack was the first one to do it at least yeah. the first one to post it so yeah a turn six one yeah he, he did and it was versus zimbu i think brutal that sounds right yeah, it was all right uh, great stuff, guys. Another interesting looking for lethal. Uh, again, we're, anytime you have a similar situation, if you want to submit it, we'd be happy to take it. These are a little harder, though, because you have to catch it right before the lethal and get all the info. But if you do, we'd be yep. happy to take it. Thanks for the submission, Alex. Great stuff. Amazing. All right, all right guys. Up next, we're going to transition into a very special section where we react to our kennels reports from the UK Games Expo. Okay, guys. Uh, so we have a. Not only is this a special episode because of our two wonderful special guests, we also have some incredible content from our kennel, who's based in the UK and who recently not only attended the UKGE, he freaking won the Legends tournament Come there on. as well. You uh, and, he, and he document he documented his journey step by step. So what we're going to do is listen to a couple excerpts from his. Uh, uh, adventures there and kind of react to them. By the way, in part two of this very special episode, you'll be able to listen to his full interview with Rob Doherty from Wise Wizards Games and also his uh, other daily reports from the event. So definitely stick around and check out part two. But first, guys, let's take a listen to his summary of day two when he really spoils some interesting information about the future of the game. G'day folks, it's Arkanel here reporting from the end of day two of UKGE. I'm back in my hotel room now because I'm absolutely shattered after two days uh, of walking around. I'm not surprised though, apparently it's the third largest games expo in the world. So, um, you know, it's three massive halls. Um, two of those, you know, packed with exhibitors and, and publishers. And another one, uh, third hall, completely dedicated to kind of open gaming and tournaments. Um, but, you know, it's been a great couple of days. Uh, highlights from today. Uh, I swung past the Wise Wizard Games uh, booth uh, area a few times throughout the day in my wanderings. And every time I walked past, uh, practically every every demo table had people on it playing one game or another. Um, and uh, and there was always someone at the main table uh, trying to buy something or, or ask, ask questions about one of the products. 
there was a great moment one time when I, I swung past. There was more than a dozen people all kind of um, swarmed around Rob uh, asking him questions about Hero Realms. And, you know, it was good just to see all these, uh, all these people, some that were entirely you know, new to the game that had, had only just been introduced to it uh, at the demo table that day, uh, but also others who you know, maybe had the base set but uh, were keen to get their hands on, on new content. Um, it was great just to see all these, these people you know, becoming uh, budding fans of, of the game that we all know and love. Um, other than that, I, uh, I got half an hour to have a chat with Rob at the end of the day. Um, the recording doesn't make for great listening because whilst the general public had left for the day, uh, all the exhibitors were still kind of tidying up and there was constant um, announcements over PA systems and you know, people coming up to check that we had the right passes, <laughs> that we were, you know, were allowed to still be there. So we were constantly interrupted. Uh, but some exciting news that I can share with you, which he did tell me, is that uh, both Ancestries and Arena events are currently being worked on by the Hero Realms digital team. Uh, and one or both of those should be part of the next thing that we see uh, that, that gets released. So that's exciting news. He didn't say when exactly those would be released. I just got the standard, you know, soon. However, he did say they are both currently being worked on uh, and will be the next things to be released. So that's, that's great to hear. Uh, I did also ask him about, you know, uh, live in-person tournaments uh, around the world, if he had any plans to kind of branch out and take them to new places. Uh, he mentioned that they've got one uh, in the, the pipeline for Mexico, uh, through their local partner, Devere Games. Uh, he didn't say exactly when that is, uh, but hopefully uh, for anyone based out there, keep your eyes and ears peeled for uh, whatever conventions and, and expos are coming out there. There should be a tournament your way soon. Uh, Matt, I did ask him explicitly about Japan. He said they don't have a localization partner out there uh, and all the the tournaments are organized through those partners. So uh, basically, mate, it's down to you. You know, go, go and find uh, Wise Wizard Games, a local partner in Japan. If you can do that, then uh, you can be guaranteed to have a tournament of your own out there. Uh, those, those are really the main things that, that Rob shared with me. Uh, he did, you know, mention when I asked him about you know, other Wise Wizard Games projects uh, that are... In, in the works, uh, he mentioned Chaos Riders, the, the game that uh, has been designed by Richard Garfield, you know, Magic the Gathering fame. Um, so, yeah, he was pretty excited about that. Uh, yeah, he also wanted to share his thanks to the community uh, just for all the, the, the great work, participation and love that we all sink into the game, especially those of you who are you know legends backers part of the beta testing which i guess that extends to you know those of us like myself who, who aren't legends backers but still get involved in in the beta games because it's uh, it's all great data for them you know so he's just really stoked that, that they get all that data to be able to make the, the final product uh better for everyone he did say that you know it's going to be a while uh before the current dungeon stuff uh goes you know go, goes to retail goes to production for for the general masses so he's aware that you know it's a bit of a downside that 
the stuff that we're using and playing now is going to be a while away. But there is other stuff in, in the pipeline that's due to come sooner. So hopefully it won't be too much longer before we see Ancestries and or arena matches. Uh, with that, folks, uh, I'm shattered. I've got to get myself some sleep because I'm in the Legends tournament tomorrow. Uh, that'll be interesting because I'm sure as of about three days ago, there were only four people signed up. Uh, and last I checked on the bus on the way back to the hotel, there's 14 now. So it's been, been a bit of an influx in the last couple of days. Uh, who knows how many will be there tomorrow? Uh, hopefully it'll be uh, be a good event. Uh, but hopefully I can get some, get some sleep, rest well. I've thankfully got my promo card of Parsons the Insider to uh, snuggle up beside me uh, and uh, infiltrate my dreams and give me in some inspiration before tomorrow. All right, folks. I'm checking out for now. I'll uh, update you again tomorrow. Bye. Wow. Amazing stuff there, guys. So I think the big takeaway from that little, that first little mini report is the huge spoiler that uh, Wise Wizards is currently working on both Ancestries and Arenas, and we will be seeing them, air quotes, soon. Hmm. What, do you, what, what do you think about this? Amazing. I'm excited. I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited about Ancestries. Um, yeah. I know like Arena will be fun, but I think the ancestry is just going to shake up everything so much and it's going to be absolute mayhem. And part of me wonders if they have been like waiting and not doing anything with like fighter and cleric for ancestry to try and cause now, cause it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious well, to see how that shakes out. Oh, you just, you just stole my take on this mm. so hard. All right, That's well, exactly cats, no. Alex, jump in. Sammy, let him go, and then we'll, and then we'll, go, we'll fill in. This. Yeah, no, no. Think? I mean, I, I think I think Ogre's going to break fighter. I yeah, do. I absolutely. think it's going to bring an aggro yeah. level that we've never seen before. Uh, mm-hmm. And who who uh, who was it? Was it was Birdlaw, right? That hosted the 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 event, the level twelve event that they yeah. actually did ancestries and live and up in Boston or something like that. Yeah, and uh-huh. he said like it was Ogre fighter was ridiculous. It, it destroyed everything. And I think that's what we're going to see. Now, we're going to see a whole lot too. It's it's higher HP because it's level 14. There's a mm. lot better control now. So I, I think it'll actually be a little more balanced at level 14 than it is at 12. Mm. But I think that's why they're not fixing fighter is because, yeah. well, wait for it. Ancestries is going to make aggro back into the meta again. Yeah, so. because then if they fix it now and then they bring in Ancestries, fighter's just going to be broken. So I don't know Dear what you do. Lord. Yeah, well, right. what is the what's going to be Sam, the the yeah. corollary on that front with the cleric to help the cleric? Because I was thinking the the orc, but I'm actually not familiar. Is it the elf? Because the elf has some pretty sexy skills about like reusing so, your well, abilities. Quick, quick time out, guys. First, what does the ogre give to fighter? It gives him extra hit points and damage cards in the starting deck. Is that basically it's it? damage cards? It's another it's like damage four cards. damage in the base deck or something like yeah. that, and extra yep. HP too. I think right in yeah. an additional. Uh, skill. Right. The, it, the you one, can't buy like no, the left card in the market ability. or something like that. Or no, no, it's like everything's one gold more. Or it, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. It, it's something inconsequential. You can buy fire gems and win. So, yeah. right. Yeah. It, there's like another trashable damage as well. Like you can trash it and do it. Yeah, we played. We played recently with Chris at his house, but it was great. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And the All elf right. also has ways to like reuse your skills and. Uh huh. 
if you're playing it at level 12, effectively, like, you could win with Soul Cleric. Maybe Lift Thief, and that's about it. It, it destroys everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. All right, so here's my reaction to the Ancestries thing. Yeah, it's going to shake everything up. It's going to be the Wild West. It's going to be chaos. I actually, And it's going to be fun to play with, but I actually think it's going to end up being kind of like a novelty aspect of the game just because it's so damn crazy. I still think a yeah. lot of games are going to be played without hmm. Ancestries. I think we'll definitely see community events and lots of people playing with them, especially when they first come out. But after time goes on and people kind of get, uh, especially if they're really out of whack, uh, we'll probably just see people sticking to playing without them, is my guess. So it'll be just, fun. It'll shake things up. Just wait until I bring my. Just wait until I bring my half. What is it? Halfling, soul cleric. Yeah, you'll no, never half, kill me. Ever. Half demon. Half demon is is the combo because the half demon uh, race gives you like two items or not two actions in your deck and a scrap or something. Uh, I'm, and, keep, and, I'm curious. Does it give you the scrap? It. it, it, it it gives you two Necros action cards and one of them scraps, I think. And one of them will actually, if you played another Necros, it will stay in your hand for next turn. So you actually get to keep. Yeah. I thought that was just a damage card. I didn't think anything scrapped in there. It might not be scrapped, but it's still OP. It's another combo. Uh, The wizard half demon uh, race is just going to be broken. Are we going to get the half demon though? Because that was a Kickstarter exclusive, right? They said they're going to add the promos. That's I don't know. Okay. They said they're going to have okay, gotcha. Oh, okay. So we'll see how they balance That's everything. Nice. Right? It's so, going to be a huge balancing nightmare. It's going to be a lot of fun. But like I said, I think it's going to be an, it's going to be too hard to rein everything in. I, I was just going to say, this is, you know, uh, as one of the uh, beta players, this is our job. As, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, as uh, Rob so eloquently put it, um, it's we're tasked. It, it, no, it's our volunteer. Like we volunteer to try all this stuff out ahead of time we, and test we, it. And we not only volunteer kind of we, it ahead of time, you know, we pay, so, we pay for the privilege yeah. <laughs> yeah, to right. volunteer <laughs> to test this. Yep. Uh, um, I've just had yeah. a quick look at the ogre. Um, there's one card that replaces a gold with yeah. a shiny rock, which is two gold. And then there's an added card that's five damage. And then there's a sacrifice ability that's four damage. So I think it will help fighter a lot. What's the minus point though for the race? Like things are more uh, expensive, right? Or I, think, uh, I, I, I can't. Uh, where's that? <laughs> there's gone. always a minus point too, right? So you yeah, can. Sure. It's, it's, on its, it's on its character card or its race card, whatever. Uh, cards in the market do cost one more. So, yeah. so it'll be nice. harder to buy stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Which doesn't matter because you buy fire gems and yeah, win. Yeah, and fire so. gems aren't in the market. So. Yeah. Mm. Um, interesting yeah, good stuff now there's now okay before we could go into a huge deep dive on ancestries we're not gonna we're not gonna do that yet because yeah, there'll be plenty fair. of opportunity to, to do that later but to me actually the arena news is really exciting yeah. because that's yeah. how i got a lot of pleasure from the star realms app is through those arena challenges it changes yeah. every week they put special rules in and you have to win six games before you lose two to clear it. That's the Star Realms version, whether it'll be, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be a little different for Hero Realms. And if you can clear that, you get foil cards or special avatars, or you unlock, you know, aesthetics for the game, which is, and to me, guys, like, I know it doesn't mean anything, but if I can start unlocking foil cards of my favorite uh, market cards and character stuff, like that's going to just, 
that alone is going to get a lot of playtime out of me. Uh, I'm going to be playing lots of uh, arenas once that hits. So that's also really big news for me. I'm really looking that's forward awesome. to that. So, so how does, from somebody who's played Star Realms literally one game in their entire life and then deleted mm. the app, how, how <laughs> does that work? Okay, so very, like, very like, quickly. Do you get, yeah, do you get a foil yeah, card for doing it, or do you get points, or how does no. that work? Okay, yeah. I'll explain it. There's and then I know Sammy, Sammy wants to jump in, too. I'll just explain it quick, and then you're up, Sam. All right, so yeah, Arena perfect. is you, you basically have to spend credits, or in Hero Realms it would be gems, to participate in one chance at the Arena. The first Arena chance, by the way, they let you do for free. All right. Uh, so what you do is you play, you're playing randomly uh, match up. You're playing other people in real time games with these special rules. Like it might be like everything in the market costs one less or uh, champions are two less or something like that. Whatever, whatever the rules or, or, factions. Uh, or cards that you buy, go to the top of your deck or the yeah. bottom of your deck, like whatever it is, they'll change mm. it every week. Right. And it'll be really fun and it'll be a, an interesting curveball. But you have to beat other people under these rules to advance through the arena. And like I said, if you can win six matches before you lose two, if you lose twice, you're out and you have to reset and pay credits to start again. Uh, but if you can win uh -huh. six, then and sometimes they'll do like if at your third win, they'll give you an avatar or they'll give you like one of the foils. And then at the yeah. sixth win, they'll give you the big the big present. Yeah. So there's different things you can yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. Sammy, what do you got? Yeah. Sammy. That is super Marines. cool. I, what I was gonna say is I think they're probably releasing ancestries and arena together because now we have call to arms dungeons ancestries also available to us because sometimes they do those like different card variations too or they do different expansions that they use in arenas and whatever to mm. to make it shake it up to make it more uh well, interesting he, he did say in his interview that they were developing both and they both mm. might come uh at the same time or, or and or separated so you know, whatever but we'll see mm -hmm. what happens but there, my, my yeah. guess is it's going to be how it shakes out in beta because if yeah. if they release ancestries and it is a disaster in beta then they'll probably release arena first and then right. they'll do ancestries that sounds later. reasonable yeah. yeah i think that but sounds think reasonable the other thing that's true too is they already have call to arms and dungeons and base so there's plenty of stuff they can do in the meantime, and then arenas can come in when it's working. Yeah, even with the, adding that stuff, to the mix. Sure. Yeah, 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 good, good stuff. It it kind of feels like when we get arena, it kind of feels like we might like it'll feel like a complete app that we should have had when we like it went to release, which is super exciting. Yeah. I'm loving the store. I'm loving like all the yeah. new features that they've got, and it's just awesome that we're finally seeing this stuff. I can't wait. Yeah, it took it took about uh, a year, but we got there. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to keep moving through this. All right. Um, I know there's lots to talk about, but uh, let's go on to the next uh, reaction from Arcanel. Now he's going to start uh, giving us some uh, reactions as he's going through the Legends tournament itself. This is really fun to listen to. Let's listen to Arcanel's Swiss Round 3 wrap up now. Hello, friends of Thandar. It's Arcanel here reporting live from UKGE uh, at the Hero Realms Legends Tournament. We've just had the first three rounds of Swiss. Uh, I'm currently two and uh, one. Uh, so first game was actually a nice casual one. I was playing with uh, someone who'd only done the demo the day before. Uh, but uh, you know, it was a nice, easy way to start the competition. Won that one. Uh, second game, uh, my opponent got me down to eight health uh, and my heart was racing. 
But the next turn, I managed to get a nice domination close ranks combo to heal up and took him out in the end. Third round, went to the line, uh, flipped my deck. My first two hands were practically all starter cards. Uh, but then uh, I got taken out. Uh, I could, when I looked at what was in my uh, what was in my deck to come, it was all my my high quality cards, so uh, domination and uh, and deception. But uh, but never got to see them. Anyway, uh, I've got to go and sit back down for round four. So here's wishing me luck, and I'll chat to you all soon. Bye. All right, so you can tell uh, he's pretty geeked. Uh, he went two in one after three rounds, which is. Pretty rough. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not going to guarantee that you get into the final cut round. But uh, right. really interesting stuff. And I love hearing like the back. You can hear the excitement in his voice, the uh, hub, the buzz in the background from everything going on. Yeah, All right, he's next, on the scene. It's fantastic. It's great stuff. All right, next, really quick, let's listen to his after Swiss wrap up. Checking back in, Friends of Thunder. Uh, so, game four of the Swiss, I won. Got me through to the top four. So uh, this tournament, they were just going straight from Swiss to top four. So we only had 16 uh, entrants. Uh, but I made it to the top four, so that's great. So uh, it's now time to choose our character. Uh, it seems like the three others in the top four haven't actually played much Hero Realms themselves. Uh, although one guy has gone 4-0. Uh, and uh, and uh, the person that I'll be playing first happens to be the guy that beat me in, uh, in the Swiss. Um, but he also went three and one. So there was, there was one person with four and oh, and three of us with three and one. But the interesting thing about picking characters is that the mage and the cleric have been buffed. So uh, the wizard, sorry, the wizard has been buffed with an extra ruby for, uh, for the starting deck. And the cleric's mace has also been buffed to include the gold as well. So uh, we've all been given five character packs and times choose. The other three people who are uh, I'm up against are currently getting a bit of a briefing from CJ about uh, what each deck involves. So I'm hoping, hoping this is going to play to my advantage, and uh, that I've got a bit of a uh, bit of knowledge going in. So there we have it. I am uh, I'm going to wait to uh, just wait until they make their calls before I go hand in mine in just so they can't get any uh, any steer on what I'm giving them what I'm giving back anyway <laughs> he's a shifty one let's see how we go smart I'll check in later bye yeah okay good yeah, stuff nice. so uh, I think what one interesting takeaway here is that uh, Wise Wizards is changing the wizard and cleric mm. for the Legends tournaments now. They're giving them the yep. buffed mace mm. and the ruby to the wizard, which is pretty big news, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Level three, I wonder how much of an impact that makes, but that's pretty awesome. I mean, I think it makes a pretty help. big difference. Uh, I still lot. think fighter is probably what I would yeah. go with at three, but. Uh, yeah, I still wouldn't run against think... the fighter with a wizard at level three. At level three, it hurts because you don't have uh, a decent channel still. Yeah. You know, you're still that only getting is... one. Cleric with the mace is, yeah, is probably like... the most appealing yeah. uh, to me. I wouldn't want to fight. Uh, but I don't know. Fight uh, Alex's level three uh, mace cleric for sure. <laughs> so, so, so actually, this is this is if you you have to play to your opponent in this. If if you have a bunch of new uh, people who are inexperienced. 
with Hero Realms than I think you go fighter. It's just still like that that you know yeah. health and yeah. eight damage advantage is just too good. But if you have people like you're playing at Origins and then you find that it's you know Tim and Horrible and whoever else, you know what I mean? Like it's it's a loaded bracket at the end. Then you might want to consider maybe either Wizard or Cleric because maybe they you have people who know what they're doing and yeah. and it needs to be a little bit more finesse than just brute force. Yeah, that's I what like I was. I, I like that point as well because I think if they're newer players, they're going to be buying more cards. And so you can just smack them quicker than they can get through their deck. Yeah, good point. Yep. Um, I also thought it was really smart of him to wait to choose his class yeah. until he saw what yeah. the others did. I mean, there's no rules against it, so he wasn't really breaking any rules. And it was a smart way to kind of, again, yeah. these are the small little tricks that you know uh, someone who knows what they're doing going in can do to get a slight advantage over the people. All right, guys, let's listen to the, a few more a, a few more short ones here. Next, we have uh, his reaction after winning the Legends Tournament. This is a really fun one to listen to. Let's check it out next. Well, that was it. I did it. Uh, <laughs> I'm a bit surprised, actually. Uh, I, I won the Legends Tournament. Um, <laughs> the, in the final, I was up against uh, a guy that I beat in the Swiss, and he, he kicked my ass in the first game. <laughs> uh, so I was a bit worried. Um, the second game was really close, uh, really close. I think if I hadn't have taken him out on the turn that I did, he possibly would have won the next turn. So that was lucky. Third and final game, he went first. It was a firebomb in the market to start with. So I just, you know, grabbed a lot of early econ, uh, with then with my second hand, uh, I had uh, throwing axe, so you know, used my shoulder crush to flip my deck, so that I had you know all my econ uh, in in that next deck. Uh, so then on my first turn, I bought an influence and uh, and a fire gem. Uh, so yeah, managed to um, managed to get. Uh, the firebomb, not the, not the next turn immediately. No, it was, yeah. Got, got the firebomb next turn, uh, which was brilliant, even though he had made me discard a card with a spark that he'd picked up. So I was lucky that I drew nine gold. Still had the eight to get the firebomb. Uh, that helped immensely. Uh, and I think within about, I mean, it was by far the shortest game that we played of the three. The first one went really long. This one went really quick. I uh, think in maybe seven or eight turns i had him down to to 20 health i also picked up a a dark energy to help with that yay for dance energy uh and uh and then a a, a turn that i drew firebomb uh i just managed to have the exact 20 damage by sacking firebomb to to get him down to the 20 so can't believe it um mind you the guy i was up against apparently had only played hero realms once before uh, you know, several months ago, um, but he's played Star Realms quite a bit, so uh, you know he, he kind of knew what he was doing. And of all the, well, I only played one other guy uh, in the semis with character pack. Um, the guy I played in the in the semis uh, was you know never lining up his bows and arrows. The guy I played in the finals practically every turn, he was doing it. So uh, you know he knew how to pilot that. So 
um, yeah, just, just really, really stoked to have won. Uh, all right, I'll check in with you guys later. Bye. Awesome. Man, awesome, awesome. you know, you can kind of hear uh, one thing you don't realize when you play the live tournament is how nerve wracking it is. And you can kind of yeah, hear, hear it in his voice like you can hear the adrenaline like, yeah, yeah, still yeah. pulsing through his veins. Yeah, it's great. And I remember like he's putting me back into it, like into PAX U when I was in the tournament. Like, oh, man, I could feel I could, I could feel my diaphragm shaking because I, I was like my diaphragm was shaking when I was trying to record my little recaps because it's like yeah, sure. you're short of breath. You're it's it's such an experience. It's so fun. I can't wait. And I'm yeah. so happy and for Arkano. Like that's such so great that he got to to have that experience. Totally. And like for him to share it step by step. That's why I wanted to go through and listen and kind of react to yeah. it, just to hear like the different stages and hear his yeah. excitement. Yeah. And his, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What a cool. What a cool report uh, from. Him. Congrats, Arkano. Yep. You don't sound like one, but happy for the Aussies, mate. Well done. <laughs> uh, yeah. Does he have a? Does he have more of like a British accent now? So does, yeah, does that's what he was saying. He does. Perspective. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in his in his interview, he kind of claimed both. Yeah. That, that he was you know both yeah. British and and Australian. So I'm still, exactly. yep. still climbing up. <laughs> All right, and then and then uh, finally, guys, and again, we're going to listen to his full um, interview with Rob and his uh, daily summaries, his extended summaries in part two. But let's take a listen to his thank you, his nice thank you speech at the end here. Okay, it's the day after. I didn't get a chance to record much after the final yesterday, so I had to bolt for a train to make the three-hour trip home. Plus, I was just exhausted after two days of walking around the expo and then playing 10 games of Hero Realms pretty much nonstop over six hours. So, uh, yeah, the morning after, it's a, it's a bit of a weird feeling. I mean, firstly, thank you so much to everyone who messaged or said congratulations on the Discord channel. It genuinely means a lot because you know, people outside of the community just don't see it the same way. So all the support that I've had from all of you throughout the process leading up to and the kind words from everyone uh, after the final yesterday has been yeah, really, really heartwarming and, and appreciated. So thank you very much for that. Uh, and of course, you know, thank you to everyone who has played game after game with me over the last couple of months. There are about 40 or 50 of you who agreed to regularly play games with me. I would love to uh, name you all, but I, I think that that may take up quite a bit of airtime. Um, you know, starting with the vanilla gauntlet that I kicked off a couple months ago and then the level three matches more recently. Honestly, without all of those games, I would have been in a completely different position going in. My understanding of the game as a whole uh, and even of each card really shifted from all those games. So when I posted uh, yesterday, you know, that this was a win for the community, I really meant it because there's a good chance I wouldn't have won the final without what I learned from all those games. So thank you, everyone. Um, yeah, and, and of course, you know, the chat and the banter that we all had along the way just made the whole process so much more fun as well. You know, I've, I've really feel like I've made a bunch of new friends throughout this, even though I've never met any of you in person. So you know, here's to all of you. Cheers. Yeah, that's beautiful. Very awesome nice. That. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. just a few final key points here. First of all, he, he's acknowledging how much the community helped him yeah. Uh, level up his game, find people to play with, learn to get better, and then, you know, become a legend himself. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So, so what this means is that if you're listening to this and you're not a part of the Realms Rising Discord, you should yeah. join right Absolutely. now because yep. everyone in the community is just 
spectacular. Yeah. Origins is coming. If you're going to go to Origins, you're listening to try to level up. Hop on. Challenge us all to some vanilla games, a.k.a. No Heroes. We'll be happy to play. Level 3 games. Challenge us to level 3 games. That's what happens yeah. after you make the cut. That's it. That's Hit the second up. takeaway, right? He played a thousand games in preparation for it. Like he yeah. went through a real gauntlet and yeah. he prepped himself and it helped and it did it. So what, what an and awesome that, story. Congrats, Arkin. And that gauntlet helped me as well. Like I've really noticed a difference in the combat league in our, in our thing as well. Like it's just made me better at vanilla as well. So thank you, Arkinel. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. all of us has probably played a bunch against our kind of, yeah. our kind of in the leading efforts. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. I know it's a little he's different, a good but opponent. he's a good player too. Yeah. If you get if you get good at vanilla, it helps a lot with heroes at low levels too. Because you yeah. you understand yeah, the, like, the slower. So that game that was it. actually gonna be the parallel that I was gonna make is that the more I have played with vanilla, the more I realize that, you know, it it the buying strategy is very similar to level three as it is to vanilla. And then you, you add in the more tools you get is when that buying strategy changes yep. drastically. Yep. So, yep. And one and thing knowing, that wasn't stated explicitly. Oh, go ahead. Jay, go ahead. No, I was just going to say knowing them at all these levels. So like le- their vanilla levels at level three, level 12, level 14. Once you see kind of how the game arcs and how the buying curves bend a little bit and how your strategies, it makes you better at every, it, once you learn all of these levels, it makes you better at the other levels too. It's just knowledge of the game that improves. Yeah. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one thing I was going to call out was uh, uh, when he was playing, the three other people, they all chose Ranger. And he was the only one that, chose fighter so if you notice he mentioned the first game he played the guy didn't really play the class right the second time the guy played it perfectly um i don't think ranger is a bad choice necessarily but i do think it's either flight fighter or cleric at level three so it was kind of interesting to see that where again having some more experience knowing the meta anyway billy no he was saying ranger is pretty pretty darn good i mean it's pretty good at level three yeah um we've seen the tavern brawls and other things as well um, in real world news, guys, the Golden Knights just won the Stanley Cup. So everybody, to all of our yes! listeners, sorry, congrats right. on Lord Stanley <laughs> coming home uh, to the desert. Up next, we have Mailbag. You've got mail. As always, we get a bunch of interesting questions, comments, opinions from our listeners, and this week is no different. Uh, first, we have um, a special guest with us who has some things prepared for us. So, Daly, why don't you kick off this uh, episode's mailbag for us? Yeah, so I, I just uh, – something I wanted to ask or talk about um, is what skills or habits – make the difference between like being an average player to being an absolute killer? Mm, it's a great question. So yeah. what's the difference between just being an average or, you know, good player to being a great player. Okay. Yeah. And it's going to be different for everybody. This is great. Now daily, do you have any of your own things or own opinions on this question? The first thing I always think about is like, it's just being mindful of what you're, putting in your deck and not just adding too much to your deck. I think that's the first thing you need to learn. Um, like just because you have gold doesn't mean you need to spend it. Um, 
yeah, that would be the first thing. Okay. And know, knowing when your deck's working and when you need to make changes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. knowing when to stop buying stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's, yeah. A good, that's a good uh, marker for sure. Uh, Sammy, we'll go to you next. What do you think? What's the difference? What are some different habits between an average and a great player? Man, I think the, f- the first thing, like when I think back on when I was just starting and when I started to get better, um, was uh, starting to learn the synergies between the cards uh, was really helpful. Um, what things worked well together, what builds worked well together was um, one of the helpful ones. So being up on the meta, I think, is one of the things that helps a lot. And then the uh, second thing that is probably more, like not quite as related to the cards, is just um, really taking the time to look at your deck and thinking about how much damage do you have in your deck, uh, how much damage does your opponent have, what cards do they have, uh, what cards um, are on the market that could make it so you could win versus what cards would they get that would really screw you. So, like, are you going to have to hate draft something even if it doesn't fit your deck perfectly, blah, blah, blah. So starting to kind of make those calculations in your head. Um, And then learning, like looking for lethal. Learning, well, these are all the things I could do. How could I, you know, how can I pull out the win or, or do the most effective turn right mm-hmm. i and i still screw up my turns all the time <laughs> but just learning like oh i should have done this or i or you do the best thing right good stuff. thanks sam uh the cats how about you what's your expert advice on this so i would say that you need to set a plan and then <clears throat> stick to it um i think too many inexperienced players get too excited by the market you see a card you think oh it's an amazing card but it, it doesn't fit your plan at all sure hate drafting is a thing sometimes that's important but you know if your plan is on turn one or two you know you need to buy econ and you end up buying that hit job instead because it's the sexy card but it loses you the game because you're against something that it's against a lift thief or something like that, that it's not going to help you. Well, it lost you the game because you needed to buy the nature's bounty instead, you know? So knowing what your plan is and then sticking to it is very important. I like it. Yeah. That kind of connects to uh, what we talked about a long time ago to playing with principle. I think it was like yeah. episode 10 or something. Yep. <clears throat> Staying the track and not DV, not getting distracted by the shiny objects uh, in the market row uh, that might yep. really not help you in the end. Yeah. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll chime in here and we can keep the discussion if more stuff pops up. But for me, <clears throat> I'm, I kind of look at it, a more bigger uh, picture view of things. For me, when you if you really want to be great at the game, uh, talking to other players after you play games with them or if you're having a problem, learning from other people who are really good at the game, maybe that you're losing to or beating you with a certain thing or showing a really uh, excellent build or piloting skill, playing with those people and talking to them afterwards about it is another really good way. I think it's something all of us have done in some shape or another. Right. Alex is probably no, on, the, on the receiving end more than the giving end of this, but uh, talking to other people <laughs> and no. uh, reflecting on your gameplay and stuff and looking at the games you lost and looking at the games you won and what went, went well and experimenting, learning different. And like as Sam said, putting in your reps, all this stuff 
adds up and pushes you to the next level. Alex, what, yep. what's your reaction? No, 100%. What I was going to say is no matter how many, no matter what your win percentage is, you can always win more. Hmm. And so yep. <laughs> talking to the people who, no, no. Okay. Well, whatever. I, I realized how that sounded, whatever. But no, I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's great. It, when there are always people who see things that I don't see and I want to know what that is. Mm-hmm. And so when they beat me or when there, there's a, a new class that's available and they're tearing through the meadow with it. And, and, and I, I want to know, what do you see that I don't see? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, I watched, uh, like I play rucksack and he'll destroy me with a druid or something like that. What does he see that I don't see? And so we'll have that post game conference, and I call it a conference not just because it's 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 in depth. You know, mm-hmm. like you want to know the 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 nuances of when to buy, when not to buy. Why did he decide to do this? Because that man has a completely different play style than I do, mm-hmm. and he still manages to win. So mm-hmm. it, it's I actually would say that, but there are several people that I love having those conversations with as we beat each other both on the giving or receiving end yeah. of, Hey, like, here's what I saw. Here's what the difference was in that game. Sometimes it's luck. And sometimes it's that one weird thing that you did or shouldn't have done mm-hmm. that made the difference. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, two things to add to, to things that Alex had said. One, um, watching the replay, like when you do the conference, a lot of times you also watch the replay and you're like, Oh yeah, I guess I noticed this. Or I, I, I saw that like, seeing it all happen in front of you again and you can see what that person did you can see what you did and it it just really helps to be like oh i think that was the turning point when i got that extra econ that's what allowed me to do this and do this and then do this right you could it helps you kind of see it as it plays out in front of you it's very helpful i think that's probably one thing that's especially if you if you had a moment where you didn't know what you were buying like what would you do moment and, Mm -hmm. and you thought okay well i did this what if i had done that and you follow the card that you would yeah. have bought differently and you think, okay, well in that moment, instead of having damage, I would have had econ or vice versa. Yeah. It, it yeah. helps you learn a whole lot. Or that you could have had it or something. The other thing I wanted to say is that the, you had said having a plan and sticking to it, but then you also at the end said like, for instance, I wouldn't buy damage if it was versus a lift thief. So I think having that awareness of what your matchup is and knowing what your plan is right to like, you're like, oh, well, it's a lift thief, so I need to make sure I get econ because they have a lot of starting econ and they have a heal, so it's going to be a long game. So it's learn- learning some of those, the way, like the way the game will probably play out and then playing to the odds, right? Going that way. Daily, what's up? Yeah. Uh, no, I was just going to say um, that's such a key point and I've had some very, very in-depth conversations with all three of you and I'm a better player for it. So um, definitely that is, the, I think that is such a, a good thing to bring up jig and and just so relevant and important um yeah so many different habits and things that you pick up that people that others noticed that i didn't so yeah it's awesome yeah and i'm glad alex mentioned what would you do too as well that's why we do this stuff guys is to yeah. a not to like necessarily suss out the best answer although there is often a best answer but to look at how other people are evaluating and making decisions and, uh, you know, strategizing over these situations, because there's often more yep. than one way to do about it, right? Uh, to go about it. I mean. 
So, uh, yeah, just putting yourself in a situation where you can get these different perspectives and uh, play styles and then pick out what might work for you or what doesn't work for you or how to play against those certain uh, play styles, et cetera, is just an important yep. way to think about it. Uh, all right. I think that's a – does that answer your question, Daly? Are you satisfied? Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, all right. We, he Great. is satisfied. We can move on to the next one. Uh, the next one's a fun one. This is actually from Meowgan. And she uh, yeah. reached out and she said – she wants daily to quiz us on some strange Australian phrases or language. Right. And then I uh, advised him to pick out maybe two or three uh, strange colloquialisms. And mm. we're going to try to guess the meaning. All right. We're not going to make this too long, but we'll just do a quick mini trivia. All right. So daily, what do you got for us? So I'm, <laughs> there's a lot here. I'm only going to do a couple that I actually have used in my life. Um, the first one that I've got for you is, He's a few stubby short of a six pack. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it, we would say like not the sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah. Yep. Or yep. something. Yep. Like that. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. a good one. And, and right. a stubby, a stubby is a beer. I take it. A stubby is like, yeah. it's a can of beer. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's a can. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Sorry um, guys. Next- I should have, uh, I answered that one. One of you guys tried to do the next one. I'll show yeah. you. Um, the next one is I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Oh boy. So I, another way to say that so, would be uh, go, Alex. What do you got? What is, is that? that is that yeah. the equivalent of like I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole? Like yeah. you're going to stay away from him no matter what? Is that absolutely? Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 Maybe just saying like I don't like that man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that man. I don't like that, man. That's another way to say it. Okay. Um, I've got, I've got- I, I, to be fair, yours is much better. I'm going to start saying that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. Uh, I've got two more. Uh, the f- first one is gone walkabout. Ooh. Okay. Uh, wow. So I'm Ooh. basing this answer. I'm assuming it's my turn. And I'm basing this answer on Lost when Locke <laughs> goes on a walkabout. So they've kind of gone like AWOL. They're gone crazy. Hmm. They're off the rocker. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's basically yeah. like gone missing. Yeah. Um, and oh, it okay, comes, AWOL then. Yeah, it, it comes from... So like AWOL. AWOL, yeah. Not, not necessarily off your rocker because that means you've gone crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, is, more, it's more just disappeared. Um, you're it MIA, comes all right. from our First Nation brothers and sisters. Um, mm-hmm. the, the young men somewhere, but like in adolescence, they would go walk about as like a coming of age ceremony. And sometimes they'd just be gone for six months and then just turn up someday. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> nice. Now, Daly, correct me if I'm wrong. Do young Australians use this as like a period of time when they go and venture maybe like between high school and university where they go travel or something or backpack? Yeah, they call that a walkabout or? Uh, yeah, you could say it for that as well. That makes so yeah. much sense. Yeah. 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 I, I so in your wild oats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. nice. And Great stuff. So, last, Daily, what else you got? Yeah. The last one, the last one is uh, hitting the frog and toad. <laughs> uh, all right. That sounds like uh, <laughs> something not carefully PG. here, Sammy. Yes, carefully. <laughs> something yeah. more oh, than PG-13 rated. Is Wait, what that hitting the frog like. and what? What was the second part? Frog and toad. Frog and toad. Hitting the frog and toad. Frog and toad. That's, I have no idea. That is really hard. Are you sick? Do you have a cough or I, something? No, that's. <laughs> not, are you going to go get drunk? I was thinking more like the loo. Is, are you going to the bathroom? Like, what? what, what? Mm. Well, 
that's what I was thinking. They're going to go take a dump or, you know, maybe oh, something else. See, there he goes. All right. Or, you know, yeah. 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 Or maybe yeah. something else. It's when you hit the road. I'm not. I'm not oh, the road. Like okay. you're leaving. Is hit, it hitting the road? Is it based on the frog and toad? Frog and toad. Hmm. Uh, that doesn't make any that sense. That one doesn't make sense. Is it based no, on? You should have stuck with the other ones first. You should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it based on the uh, like the the book? The what uh, book? No, no, okay. No. Anyways, it's not based uh, on the book. Well done. You you the caught us with the last one. The frog and toad. Well, they the do frog and toad novels. sounds like an inn, like an inn yeah. from the Dragonlance novels or something. Uh, anyways, guys, let's, let's, let's keep them rolling on here. Thank you, Meow, again for the uh, fun uh, mini trivia idea and daily. Good job stumping us with the last one. <laughs> All right, keep keep moving. Yeah. We're going to yeah. keep moving through the mailbag here. Up next, uh, Alex is going to introduce a special comment from one of our listeners. Oh, so my young Padawan who has done well beyond anything I ever expected of him. And frankly, he just, he's spectacular. He didn't need my help. Um, Eindeloos is, has a question or rather a comment on Ranger balancing going from 12 to 14. Let's listen. now. I don't listen to podcasts, but when I do, it sparks a recreation, baby. So today I wanted to reflect on the Ranger and the quiver. Uh, really, the nerf was quite needed at level 12, but at level 14, is it, though? Ranger is kind of dropping off at level 14 with the, with the upgrades you've been having. And actually, I think that Quiver, how it used to be, would balance things out just quite right. All right. Interesting uh, opinion from Andalus here. Thank you so much for sharing it. He's basically saying, guys, why did we nerf the Quiver? Uh, let's bring it back and bring the ranger back up to his uh, rightful place, her or her rightful place. What do you think about this, Alex? Go. To, we'll go to you first. Yeah. So, I, I actually think that the quiver nerf was the right decision, and, and I'm going to stand by this because you either needed to nerf quiver or you needed to buff snake pet. So pick one. You know what I mean? So um, snake pet was hot garbage comparative to quiver so it's not that quiver is the problem it's that the level 14 upgrades are the problem here that's my opinion on that okay so you think you think it's fine uh i'm just gonna say i i kind of agree with andalus but not fully i think we can kind of half nerf the quiver um right now so the Last version of the quiver would let you retrieve an arrow from your discard, then draw, right? That's how it worked. Now you, uh, it lets you retrieve a arrow only if you disc or it lets you retrieve an arrow and then you have to discard something. But that for me, the key nerve was the quiver draws first. So if you're actually getting ready for a reshuffle and you play the quiver, it's going to reshuffle and draw before you get a chance to pick out your arrow. So what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say is let's make it back. So the uh, arrow retrieval happens before the draw. Uh, otherwise the discard right. is still fine. So, so the discard nerf, let's leave it in, but let's change the draw order. To me, that so it's would more be of like a more, more of like a coding problem than it is a, a 
Just like an order problem. of operations, yeah. basically. Yeah. Well, I think they they did that draw first to make it worse, right? And it does make it worse, but I think it that makes it it's might be unnecessary. That would be my it's too worse. Well, yeah. yeah. So here's my That's argument. My there is, you know, I, I actually, and I would love to see the stats on this. So this might be a Sammy thing. Of let's see what. Well, and I don't know the you because you can't do this with Hero Helper because we don't have enough data to separate snake pet versus quiver but i would really love to see like what does quiver do versus you know snake pet at the current state where it is right Uh, yeah i know i wish we had builds um and you know it's coming soon with many 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 o's on it but um we we do want to do like a self-reporting way of tracking builds however i will say what we can do right now is just look at level 14 versus level 14 and if you pull level 14 versus level 14 and alex you know this because i shared the screenshot with you uh the performance of the ranger is bad it's really bad like weirdly bad so if it's 14 v 14 i think there were some classes that and i don't have the screenshot up in front of me but there are some classes that were as low as a 30 percent win rate playing with the ranger against them um which was really surprising when i pulled that to to see what it was so um, yeah, I think that 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 nerf may have been a little too much, even though we all lauded it and we thought it was a great idea at the time. I think that nerf might have been a little strong. Um, okay, so you even though it is Luce. really good and elegant, yeah, all right, I agree. Daily, I think. How about you? What's, what's your take on Luce's um, uh, opinion? Um, yeah, so <laughs> range is probably my least played. I was rubbish with it before the nurse and I'm even worse, nerf, sorry, and I'm even worse with it now. So I'd be happy if they went back. <laughs> that's really all I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, no, that's fine. So, so I think basically uh, we no, basically great. all, we all agree with Andalus here. Yeah. Maybe the nerf. And I think the big thing too, guys, is that they nerfed it at level 12 and then released level 14. When everybody got kind of bumped up a little, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe it was, it was within what a month or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 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 so may, it might have been better to do the fourteen first and then yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the big thing here is is to, it was if they would have kept it at twelve, would the nerf have been warranted and would have it would have worked, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was back to back, so we don't really yeah. know. Yeah. Right. Anyways, uh, really great stuff and interesting uh, conversation point. Thank you for your uh, uh, question, opinion, Eindelus. Last question is from me, guys. And uh, usually we do this at the beginning of the show when we introduce, but since we have two special guests today, we didn't really get a chance to do it. I just want to hear, especially from um, Alex and uh, uh, Dylan here, what are your background stories how did you get into hero realms just a really quick kind of background of yourself uh daily we'll start with you first yeah so for me i had never heard of wise wizard games i'd never seen star realms i literally walked into a board game store and i saw the ruin of thander and i looked at it and i was like oh my gosh like a deck building game with an ongoing campaign this sounds like amazing i'm a like i'm a huge D guy so um I was just super excited about it. But then, of course, to get that, you have to then get the base game and the character packs. So I, like, put everything on lay-by, all of it, and I'm paying this off for, like, three months. And I finally get home and bring this home and I pull it out and my wife had a friend over and I'm like, we're playing this game tonight. But I hadn't, like, figured out the... 
the campaign side of it yet. So I was like, we'll just do a 3v3 all-in PvP. And can I just say, if you want to introduce people to Hero Realms, that is not the way you do it. <laughs> um, they, I, I was playing a wizard because that's what I was most excited about, and I was against a ranger and a fighter, and I got rolled in like 10 turns, and then they both just got these huge walls. This is before the, um, you know, the health cap and all that sort of stuff. And so their game went for like 40 minutes after I'd been dead. And so they came away from it with like, this game sucks. It takes forever. I hate it. And I was like, I'm so hungry to play this game. Um, And so that was my first taste of it. Um, And then I just never could get it out again because nobody wanted to play it. But but, um, found the late backing for the digital app. I missed the Kickstarter and basically came into the beta uh, before the health cap, but after they fixed the ranger and found you guys, and that's all she wrote. Yeah, I love it. Love well, you guys. Well, you recovered nicely. You had a hiccup. You had a speed bump there at the beginning, but you, you recovered Huge. nicely and, uh, and become yep. a key community. Have you been able? Have you been able to like reintroduce it now that you're more familiar? I mean, like, no way. We've me, we've played a, like a couple of games of the campaign um and then i've had yeah. some other friends where i've played actual paper pvp um but <laughs> not not as much as i'd like unfortunately yeah well, luckily the digital app has, has saved us all that's uh, right in, in yep. that regard. A few alex really quickly just to keep it rolling i know uh david probably has some more but we got to keep it rolling here we're running out of time alex what's your introduction to hero realms yeah, quick version. I went to PAX East uh, 15 years ago or something like that and loved everything there and stumbled upon Wise Wizard Games. Same thing with Daily, never heard of them before. Uh, decided to roll in, just see what the game was all about. And it, it's like love at first sight, man. It was, I played it one time without like vanilla and it was pretty good. And then they showed me these character packs, and it was like, <gasps> and I bought them all right there. And it was, mm. it, it, I don't know, sometimes you can see things in the future, and it was like I knew that the character packs were going to fix the game in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I dumped all of the money I had in my wallet on the vanilla game and all the character packs, and we went to the tabletop arena, and we broke it out with me and my friends and we played a couple games and it was like, this is my favorite game ever. Nice. And I played it all of like two times after that because no one wanted to play with me. Um, and so <laughs> it got put on a shelf for like eight years. Um, and then the beta got real, you know, the, the, the Kickstarter got released. Um, I, I signed up for Wise Wizard, Wise Wizard games. And at some point in time, it just managed to pop up in my email. And I was like, you know what? Like, I remember loving this game. I'm going to sign up for the beta, take my money. Here it is. And the rest of it is history. So uh, yeah. once again, re-fallen in love with this game. It is by and far top three favorite games of all time. And mm-hmm. here I am on a podcast at almost midnight. Talking <laughs> almost midnight. But you, you yep. haven't turned into a pumpkin yet, buddy. We still have you for a few more minutes. No, so. sir. <laughs> so we'll keep rolling. It's still great to hear about your backgrounds. And it's also good advice yep. from Daily there. 
don't play a three player <laughs> PVP on your first one. Never, it's really, never. Someone always ends up getting, I've done it with my kids before and someone always gets uh, ganged up on and feels really bad. Uh, yeah. Watching the other two players. Do good yeah. Answer. My wife's don't goal play. in every game is to kill me. So I should have seen that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, Great mailbag, guys. As always, keep your questions and comments coming. We'd love to hear them. All questions welcome. Send them in on Discord or uh, email or uh, anything you can through the show notes. Let's keep the show rolling, guys. Up next, we're going to talk about the state of the meta. That's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, guys, here we are, the state of the meta. Uh, Now, this is going to be just kind of a free-flowing conversation here. I think we can just give our opinions and ideas on what is happening with the meta right now. Um, I have the wizard dominance as the first topic on the agenda here, but we don't necessarily have to talk about that. Anything you guys want to talk about when you think about the current meta? I think you nailed it with all four points. I do. All right. Well, let's start. I, with the I really wizard. do. Let's start with the wizard dominance. Um, Alex, just give us what, what's your opinion on the wizard? Currently? Yeah. So, and this is something that I stated in the Discord last week or something like that. Is wizard and druid and alchemist, maybe thief, real close to it. And then Barbarian, if it gets lucky enough, are all in a really good place right now. Everything else is behind it, and it's not even really close. Um, And so the question is, do you nerf all of that, or do you bring everything else up to it? Mm. And and I think the argument is to bring everything else up to it, rather than nerfing what is, is really fun to play, frankly. Mm. I, I love the wizard where it is. Druid is... is it is dominant. It might need a small nerf, wizard but I don't want some, it to be nerfed into the needs dirt. A little wizard needs wizard yeah, does yeah, too. And again, if you, it, it, I don't want it to be. Yeah, I don't want it to be put into the dirt again. No, you know. Um, but but maybe you need a, a half a nerf and a half a buff to meet in the middle or something. But mm-hmm. I think we don't need to look in just in terms of black and white here. Like there's there's a middle ground. Agreed. Um, all right, I have comments obviously on the wizard, but I'll wait. I'll bite my tongue. Daily, what what are your initial responses to this? Yeah, um, it's interesting. Last episode, you were talking about the druid, and I had tried a different druid build to the one you had, and so then I I re-rolled him uh, thanks to the new store, and uh, it is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, that that druid build is just insane, um, and. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what needs to happen to fix it, but it is it is brutal. <laughs> that's that's really my only thoughts. Um, I'm loving the wizard at the moment as well. Um, I think Soul Gloves is just super fun and, and what I'm enjoying yes. running the most. Um, and, and it's fun that that's viable and I can do that. Um, but, yeah, that's the rest of it, I think. Yeah, I'm just going to echo what Alex said. So Yeah. All right. No, I'm going to piggyback off what you're saying here. And Sam, if you have comments to jump in. But um, for, for me, I'll just say, the, for me with the wizard, 
I do think it's probably still a little, they, something needs to be done with the ship in a bottle because it's actually stronger now than it was before they quote unquote nerfed it. Um, but the wizard is great now because you can play all three uh, channels now. They're all viable now and they're all fun to play with the, with the exception of the shizzard. Uh, they're all fun to play and they're all viable which is great. That's what you want for your character. So I agree with Alex and, and Daly on that. Like, let's not run it back into the ground again. That said, ship in a bottle probably can be adjusted a little bit. Um, that's what, that's my thoughts on the wizard. We'll, we'll stick to the wizard for starters. Sammy, what do you think? Okay. So for sticking to wizard, I think um, that you guys have pretty much covered it for the most part. It's really fun. Having the extra econ now is fantastic. And the level 14 cards were great. I mean, the additions were amazing. And and what they changed too to make the treasure map and the and the you know the ship in a bottle different were good changes. Although I still think ship in a bottle is still the choice. Um because man, it's, it's just so powerful so to top deck good. the card early. It's just so powerful. So I haven't played the treasure map. Have you t- played treasure map? That's what Jay? I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. Really quick, let's talk yeah. about the treasure map. Yes, I have played it. Yes, I love it. No, mm-hmm. it's not as good. I, as I think box. treasure map is healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's healthy. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Right. And I, I think if the ship gets nerfed just a bit, like for example, I, I think the top decking is out of control. We need to yeah. the top decking is gone. If anything, maybe do it to well, the bottom. So what I was going to say, mm. bottom yeah, deck. Either you put it to the bottom of your deck, or you make it one gold. One of the two. Yeah, I, I think that's how you fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. there's been games where, like, turn two, I've got Firebomb two hand because I've top decked it and then drawn it with the, which is, like, that's, that's, that should not happen. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't be able to really get a But again, if it's, if it's one gold, you can't do that. Exactly. Which exactly. is why yeah. I think that would I be like fair. Yeah. 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 Or take, take away all the gold from it and just make it draw a card. With no gold, no econ on it at all. That could be another. anyway. There's different things, and yeah. maybe they'll figure it out. But I love the wizard. I'm not oh, saying oh, you mean like. I mean, there's like no there's no gold at all. Like it's just a natural. Yeah, draw. it's just a natural draw card, and then you can expend it to top deck something, and then draw a card. Yeah, or maybe the the uh, the draw on it is uh, on demand, right? So it doesn't happen right when you play it, but you can. I, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a, I'm just trying to think of ways that to make it still good, but not quite as good as it is. I think uh, the one anyway, gold is actually smart. Let me talk about the treasure map really quick. Cause I love it. All right. And I love it because it's oh my God, fun. so good. It's so much fun yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now here's how I've been playing with it is, uh, well, a, you just want to get, it does actions don't matter as much anymore. All that matters is that you're getting colors to faction with it, right? Mm. Or to ghost mm-hmm. faction yeah. with it. <clears throat> so if you can get a red card, one of your first turns, and isolate it into your discard with the treasure map, and then flip your deck, which basically guarantees you're going to match them up, you're going to start mm-hmm. uh, sacrificing sooner. Or if you do it with a wild card, you're going to draw cards. Uh, if you get imperial, you're going to heal yourself a little bit if you need it. So it gives you like another tool to kind of uh, be flexible to have a flexible strategy and give you what you might need in any given match of her game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really fun to play. It's not as strong as the ship in the bottle because it doesn't accelerate as quick, but the, I think the mid game use and utility and acceleration of it is actually quite strong. That's my take on the treasure hmm. map. Do you like it with robes better jig? No, I like it with the, uh, I think I, I see, 
Uh, yeah. Well, I love Soul Channel. And I think you don't really need the robes when you're using Soul Channel. So, but yeah. if you did pure with the, uh, it definitely works good with the robes because you can wait and set it up with what you want to do it. But you can yeah. kind of pseudo do that with the Soul Channel. Yeah. Right. So, and this is where like I'm thinking to the future of when we begin to implement ancestries and everything else. I actually see this vision of when you have like they fix ship in a bottle and it's not above it's it's not over the top. And so you have ship in the bottle with your gloves and your map with your robes. I actually think this there's this beautiful yeah. like combination yeah. balance that'll happen naturally once you've got aggro back into the meta and so soul has a risk to it and so maybe pure becomes mm -hmm. the 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 right balance there and you can play it either way mm -hmm. yeah i love it uh oh, yeah that's cool in any case the wizard can hang with any class in any matchup even yeah. fighter matchups uh aren't as bad that you can still lose some ugly ones but the wizard has a chance now uh it's great it's the wizard's just awesome to play yeah. um all right let's keep rolling through here guys next on the list here is the druid and we've already talked a little <laughs> bit about it but basically the Druid's a little too good in the sense that uh, their economy production and their ability to recycle or recur cards from their discard pile is hugely powerful. Uh, plus, they can heal and do damage like nobody's business. <laughs> Basically, yeah. they can do everything really, really Eat well. everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's good. I love the template or I love like the style of play. Uh, that the Druid has. I don't think it needs any huge revisions. It just needs to be toned down a little bit in certain ways. And I mean, the uh, Alchemist what, and Barbarian both needed that as well, right? So I'm sure it'll come. Yeah. Where do you think it should, though, I guess? Hmm. Like, I want to... So, go yeah. ahead, Alex. Yeah, what I was going to say is I actually think I've only played pure bear form, by the way. I haven't touched Cocaine Bear at all. Um, yeah it doesn't get good initial result like initial reports but, but but i wonder if it's actually balanced if that makes sense so i i, I and so here i was trying to play as i'm playing through there, the two thoughts i had is i think that's actually the problem i think everything else is fine uh you know m maybe there's a couple other small issues like i absolutely love entangling roots but that's a whole different story mm. um i don't know if it's just because i love it or it's because it's that good but that's a whole different thing mm -hmm. but i think if you look at the bear form maybe you need to have it to where your non-guards are protected until your toughness is destroyed and then they're no longer protected again mm. or or mm. you, there's some like sort that. of qualification of like yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I really do. It's I think that's my best answer. pitch. Because yeah. it means they got to yeah, get through the bear first, pitch. and then they can get to the other stuff, right? Yeah, mm. I like it. it right. Yeah, but I think if you do that, you might have to buff the toughness a hair to maybe make it yeah. actually or you, balanced. Or maybe but you give then each character that makes one cocaine bear even so much better. You know what I mean? So because mm. then you don't care about your. It's more of an action-based thing than it is a, a mm. follower-based thing. Yeah. So. so yeah, that's one thing that can be explored. Yeah. Daily, think, what do you got? Yeah, I think the issue is that one build, right, where you've got the owl, the rabbits, and and that that yeah. bear form that brings them both back. So I don't know if the rabbits need to be changed, but like 
just them both getting taken out and then just bringing them both back and getting three draws is that's not that's broken <laughs> like it's insane yeah so i think like something needs to happen in there whether like you only bring one champion back or something like that i don't know but i feel like that's where it's really just brutal <laughs> well and, and this is where again i don't think that that necessarily needs a nerf the, the rabbits don't need a nerf the what, what is the other option? Um, the staff that, that that lets you get your ability back. Ursine sign bear. Ursine. Oh, just needs a nerf. It's just it's not good. Yeah, like it's just not good. When you it's it's not good compared to drawing three cards, right? Yeah, yeah four cards. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. It, maybe like if you three. didn't have to pay gold, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I like the like idea of being charges. able to use your ability again. Like that's a, it's a cool idea, but yeah, you just rather take the drop. Four gold is a huge cost to pay. Oh yeah. yeah, especially early game. It's it's like a late game thing. Yeah, it's like, do you want to get ahead early game or do you want to catch up late game? You always want to get ahead early game. Yeah, yeah. so always. Yeah, because it'll snowball. Yeah. My first build that I tried. Sorry, my first build that I tried, I had the cocaine bear and that staff just to try and see if what would happen if I got the cocaine bear twice, but it just, it doesn't add up. It's, it right. doesn't. Yeah. By the way, for our listeners at home, the cocaine bear is not actually <laughs> in, a literal cocaine bear, but it's the, uh, the build that focuses on the aggro. The polar bear. Damage. Polar bear. Yeah. The left, yeah. I think it's the left side of it. It is the left side. It is um, the left side. Yeah. All right, we can go on more on Druid, but I think we're all. It's a lot of fun. It's but it needs a little adjusting. It's hopeful though. It's real. It's a nice addition to the stable of heroes. Yeah, and, and, and that's my hope. Is I actually really enjoy playing Druid. Yeah. As long as yeah. they don't screw with it too much, you know. Like, yeah. Keep the essence of the the Druid there, and I think yep. you know. I kind of think they did too much when they nerfed the Barbarian when they took away the two draw uh, I would have liked to see them keep that two draw and trim off some other areas. That's a different, it's a different con- uh, conversation maybe, but mm. I feel kind of, I feel kind of like they lost the essence of the barbarian a little bit when they took the double draw away. But anyway, um, the barbarian right now is actually on the, not at the, it's definitely better than the fighter, but it's not at the top tier anymore. I, I, yeah. I put it, probably somewhere around the ranger and cleric actually but but i think um, we're seeing we've all stated that like the meta is just going away from the aggro game right like it's so that makes sense that they're lower tier because yeah that's what they do yeah, and we'll see and we'll see what they they do to bring things back a bit, but um yeah. all right, and again they, are they going to mess with it before yeah, ancestors exactly. comes in exactly and and here's the other thing too and i keep bring coming back to this topic Level 16 is not that far away either. Level 16 cap comes up and everything's going to change again. So maybe the way yep. they balance these guys is through the levels rather than at each level. You know? That said, you'd still like to see a little more parity at each of these plateaus. You know, but yeah. I, I, I'm, You I'm would, patient. but they've made, it, they've made it very clear that level by level is not their priority. Yeah. That level 24 is yeah. their priority. Yeah. I hope so. so. And if that's well, I mean, I hope that is the case and that we do get the parody at level 24 then. And then maybe you can even go back and revise some of the lower levels. But who really cares about level 12 anymore? When we're at level 24, 
who's exactly. gonna be playing at level twelve? Right? Exactly. Who's gonna be playing and at level That's 12? the thing. As long yeah. as as long as they continue to release content, Wise Wizard Games got stuck for what six months or something mm-hmm. like that, maybe longer, nine months. Yeah. If that if that continues to happen, it's gonna create an issue. But if they can continue or continually release content every three to four months, yeah, for the next three years, no one will oh, yeah. care how imbalanced something was six months ago. 100% so, agreed. Yeah. And that's agreed. what we need to keep reminding ourselves, I think. So, um, yeah. yeah. And then- all right. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about the fighter here. Cause the fighter is universally uh, regarded as the shittiest character. Um, <laughs> and it's getting worse. Like it's getting, it's getting further separated from the rest of the pack. It seems like at least at level 14. Uh, all right. One quick question, guys. What's your fix for the fighter? What's your fix? Daily, we'll go to you first. What do you think? Ogre. <laughs> Having an ogre fighter. Ogre, <laughs> ogre fighter. Okay. <laughs> Ancestors. <laughs> okay. Good answer. Well yep. done. That's an elegant one. Uh, Alex, what's your fix for the fighter? So I actually think that you have to give them some sort like I, I understand that they don't want fighter to have an end game. I get that. That's cleric's job. That's you know, thief's job. But they have to allow them into the mid game. And so I think if you take uh what's the rum card? Bottle of rum bottle, bottle of rum. rum. Take bottle of rum and give it to where it is always a three health increase or it's four health or five health with you know with, with the the clarification of yeah whatever the if it doesn't have a cost mm-hmm. they need something to sustain into the mid game now that also increases their aggro potential which i actually think is healthy for the meta so i think you need to increase with quotes the aggro potential by not increasing their damage mm-hmm. but increasing their sustain just enough that aggro is playable. So it's not you're going to die by turn 10, but maybe by turn 12 or 14, you're looking to die. You know what I mean? So yeah. Okay, so some um, extra health it's not, is what you're saying. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so I, I actually think that's kind of the answer there. And then what's the alternative to ship in the bottle? The the champion that I hate. Um, the swashbuckler. What is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. I I don't have an answer for that. Maybe more health or something to it. Because two, it just it it dies to the the three damage, the whatever the other option Flash is. Buckler sucks. It does. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, Alex, is, uh, okay. So yeah. No. Go okay. Ahead. All right. No. No. Your answer is basically health. <laughs> I'm just trying to get short, short, simple answers. Yeah. Right, that's good. Next explanation there. Sammy, how are you going to save the fighter? What's your plan? I think what I would do is I would allow the swashbuckler to res the shield bearer. And um, with if you had that, then you would get a little more sustain and you would also be able to trigger like helm damage. I don't want to give the fighter like so much more, uh, so much more aggro and damage because I think if you give them too much aggro damage, it's going to, so that they can like kill people again, <laughs> then it's going to kind of exasperate the problem that we have right now. It, it, yeah. You'll 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 be trading one problem for another in that case. Yeah. I think you just need to give them a little more sustain so that 
right, so they you're can kind of catch up. Similar, similar health, as health in a different way. Help, yeah. Yeah. Either either do that or um, add some. That, that is that is really interesting though with the swashbuckler. I like that. Yeah, make it a mini cleric, or 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 like, or you can raise any guard or something. Maybe not just the shield bearer, but something else. That would be really strong if you could do any guard. That'd be amazing. Do you think, especially with helm? Do you think if they pulled a wizard and just chucked in a ruby, it would make much difference? That's what I was thinking too. It might help because the econ sucks. Uh, No, wait here. No, here I actually like this. The swashbuckler, take that, but instead of doing both, do either or three damage or raise a guard. So you can be aggro ish, or mm. you can sustain mm. any guard. I like the econ idea. That that's how I would save the fighters. Give it some more econ. It needs to buy. Be able to buy. I still think. I still think they should add the the increased. Shield bearer shouldn't be health. It should be, or maybe health and a gold. Like it, go. it, yeah. it needs to have like a you gold attached to it. Yeah. I, yeah. I have stood by that hill forever. Like it needs to. Ha- that needs to be the gold. So, I, I and I don't understand yeah. why they haven't tried it. Like just throw. Like Daly said, throw a freaking gold in the starting. And let's just see how that works. Yeah. Why not try it? Yeah. See what happens. Anyway, okay. Now, and I get why they don't do it in the starting deck though, because it's already too good at three. Yeah, that's true. Like that's that's their whole point. Like, you can't do the ruby at three because fighter's already the chosen champion. Yeah, that's a good. You point. need yeah, to do it true. within some sort yeah. of upgrade. You need something at the higher levels. Yeah, yeah that's at good. Five you're, or you're seven right. or you're whatever. Right. Yeah, yep. but right. it has to be econ though, in my opinion. Like, it has. Yeah. There's so much damage and so much crap. That I agree. With. Deck. They yeah. need yep. more econ at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to keep them rolling here. Last. Uh, topic. We, we could talk about a bunch of other stuff, but I want to talk about the cleric a little bit, especially because we have Alex here, who is one of the best best cleric pilots I know. Um, cleric's better, man. Am I right? At 14, the cleric has gotten some new tools and some uh, interesting twists to, to perform a little better. What do you think? So I'm going to throw two shout-outs here to both Noodle and Rucksack because Noodle came up with the whole like cleric breaker like cleric mirror breaker and at 12 with breastplate and soul that destroyed everyone in all the tournaments ever. And it still, it still does really well, like surprisingly well mm-hmm. at, at 14. Um, and then rucksack actually beat me in the cleric tournament that I hosted with a, it was basically soul cleric with a couple twists. Um, but with helm, and I decided I was going to steal it and just see how it did. And I've won way more than I expected that I would win. So what's the I build exactly? Giving it's helm. Um, it's definitely it's flock. So it's it's, it's, it's a flock cleric with helm. I think he runs his with candle and which res hammer and divine oh. res or mass res. I don't have a clue. I know I've been playing it with mass reds and it works really well. Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. Well, because the game's slower at 14. So you have yeah. an opportunity to buy a little bit more. Plus there are just frankly better champions in, in yes. call to arms and dungeons. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, but better, lower, better, lower cost champions. Like yeah. all of them have great champions at like about seven and eight, but you know, you're not you're not always going to get all those. So, but the lower cost champions, like your your threes and fours, are actually good ones. way above average. 
Are you and using so the, you can the talisman to the, buy them? The, what, what, what are you doing for econ to buy them, though? The talisman, or are you sticking with the hammer for the draw? Uh, with the flock build, I'm, I'm sticking with hammer for right okay. now. I haven't felt like I've needed the talisman. Uh, th- that's not true. Uh, I have one game that is underway right now where I'm like, damn, I wish I had the talisman. But I haven't lost yet, so... Maybe you don't need it. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex, I, I've been underneath. You, I've been underneath forty health for like six turns, and I haven't died yet. So it's like I wish I had the talisman just to keep me above forty health. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add to cleric, except it's it's in a better place than it was before. Uh, daily, we, we it, it's players. surprisingly better than it was. Yeah, and and I don't think it's so much the, I don't think it's so much the upgrades as it is called arms and dungeons. I think okay. that helped a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yep. All right, guys. So, I think the the way that they build everything, it's just better for cleric. I I will add the called arms in uh, dungeons, high cost champions that give you gold, are extremely good, especially mm. with ship and the bell, or the bell, whatever the oh, is it called ship's bell. The, it's the build I'm bell, running right? with flock, by the way, is with sailor, not even with ship and the, the bell. sailor. Now that's interesting because I yeah. I rerolled yeah, the bell. And better like, than I thought it was going to be. Bill. So bell have you done good. a, a full row? so good. Have you moved really to good. full but row? But, but um, sailor, sailor is great with helm because it gives you one more follower to be able to proc with helm. Yep, that's uh, literally the only reason I run it. Okay, okay, that yeah. makes sense. It's because it makes your opponent second guess killing that sailor every single turn. Right, and if they do, you get a, you get a draw out of it, which is nice. Yeah, mm, you get the gold either way. If they keep the sailor, you get the gold. If they kill it, you get the gold. So, mm-hmm. good stuff. All right, all right, guys. That's going to wrap up state of the meta. Up next, we're going to do a very quick build lab for Soul Wizard. Why should you build such a thing? All right, guys. Uh, we're going to do a really truncated build lab here. This has been put off for like four episodes now. I've been meaning to talk about the Soul Wizard because it's freaking awesome right now. Yeah, it is. Daily, tell yeah. me why. Why is the Soul Wizard so good? I um, I just think with the added gold at level 14, the Soul Wizard just um, – I run it with gloves – and then you still have the sustain if you need it, but you also just, yeah, as you've said plenty of times, you just don't need ropes because I'm already setting up future decks. I'm I'm pulling out what I want this turn. I'm leaving what I want to sit there next turn. I can, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just so much fun. Um, there's, so, there's nuance to it, so it takes time to try and figure out how to work it, but... It's really good. It's really fun. I just love it. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it plays differently than the than the pure channel. Absolutely. Or, or obviously the serene channel. It, yeah. uh, I kind of liken it to kind of a freewheeling wizard because you're basically trying to channel every to always be channeling. Yeah. A B C A always B B C channeling always be channeling always be channeling. 
Um, you're trying to set up, you're thinking about how to use your scry to set up future turns rather than yeah. rely on the robes and then using your gloves to heal or do damage as, as needed. And yeah. it's just such a fun, uh, a fun way to play the wizard. You can go greedy wizard with the extra econ, go all in yeah. with all of the econ, or you can throw in a mirror or the, uh, uh, I, I think you always have to choose the, uh, amulet, the silver skull yeah. amulet because it's so good early. Yeah. Game, but. It's really good. I'm running. I'm running Richie Wiz, but I am going to try it with the uh, mirror and just see how that plays as well. Because I think you could have some fun there too. So it works great with I've the ship and the, the model too. Yeah. I've been running with the uh, what's the alternative to the amulet? Silver the Star. arcane wand. Uh, arcane wand. The wand. I've been running it with the arcane wand, and it is it destroys. Mm. It's super strong. You. Mm. Yeah, because you cannon. can either go aggro with yeah. it because it, it it you just if the market allows you can buy all those actions and you don't even care what the actions are you just buy them and you just fill your deck yeah. and then all yep. of a sudden you just like drop five extra damage in a turn from this free draw that you get mm. or you can play late game and just bide your time until you can chain draw 18 things in a turn and then all of a sudden this one magical card turns into 18 damage and you want OTK mm-hmm. your opponent so yeah, yeah it's, it's good it's he, the one thing with the arcane wand is you're sacrificing the supreme flexibility the amulet gives you early game yeah. uh, the econ is awesome but it's actually that draw the the uh Sa- the, sac- the sacrifice to draw ability mm-hmm. is yeah. so damn good because it lets you shape your uh, reshuffles and your, your draws. Where it gives you a lot of command on what to buy. And it thins your deck. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm so, so what I'm saying, yeah. I'm not saying the Arcane Wand yeah. isn't bad. I'm just saying it's an opportunity cost, right? You're losing that yeah. awesome tool, but you're gaining this huge damage amplifier. And like Alex said, you don't care yeah. about your... Ar- Arcane Wand feels so weak, your first couple of shuffles. Because it is. It's but slow to... By, yeah, but by turn, I don't know, 12? It's adding four damage a turn, you know? And, are, and that you're, doing that, you're doing that with gloves, right? Because gloves seems like it makes a, it's a natural fit. Yeah, because you, you want... Yeah, I've been running it with gloves. I think yeah, it's, I amazing. can go aggro with it too, that one. Soul robes yeah. would be incredibly difficult to run, I feel. <laughs> you can do it. Uh, and some games it'll, you know, starburst, but other games it'll just be kind of lackluster. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I want to so go back... Star- D- does anyone run Serene anymore? I, I, I do with some of them, but <laughs> I mean, I, I have 10 wizard builds and two of them have Serenes. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, uh, anyone not named Jake or Matt. I mean, I've does, got, does I've got, I've got Matt, them, but I'm not running them. Serene. Yeah, I don't I'm, see them yeah. very often. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. see yeah. Serene, which is good. I, I have one, but it's for level twelve, not level fourteen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still good. Yeah, it's still good. My uh, uh, Serene robes build still does well. Um, I, I wanted Would to go back it really quick. Oh, sorry. Would you want it versus fighter still or barbarian? Like, well, I'm, I'm to be honest, I love I love the soul gloves. I, I'd yeah. rather have soul gloves. If you've yeah, got gloves, you don't need serene. I feel. Yeah, Alex, yeah. I wanted to quickly ask you about it, the arcane wand build. Have you tried it with the map? Because it seems like you could get some really interesting combos. Rainbow, you know, doing rainbow faction map arcane wand stuff. Yeah, because mm. my time has been dedicated to cleric to cleric and druid recently i haven't i haven't spent the time with that that'd be an interesting thing not 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 with that build not with that either but i might have to might have to roll that up 
I, I really do like map with robes, but I haven't tried it with the pure gloves build yet. So I'm going to put some of those respect tokens to work. That's for sure. Definitely play some Soul Channel Wizard if you haven't been yet. Before the uh, impending nerf comes, if it does, uh, get play it, play it while it's hot. Um, okay, uh, up next we are going to head into community roundup. Okay, everybody, time to do a speed round of the community roundup. I'm going to solo call this one, guys, and just try to quickly run through all of the current events that are happening right now with a quick summary. First up, I'm going to start out with Hail to the Kings. Right now, we have Cory Bear, 88, as the King of Castle A. He's facing off against Scrap Force. Meanwhile, in Castle B, we have King Philtrophobe facing off against yours truly. Jigma Lingpa in Castle B. Lots of fun action there as always. This is an ongoing event that is always taking signups. Check out the link in the show notes if you're interested. Up next, we're going to talk about HRPC Season 2 Event 2, the Level 5 event for all characters. Uh, this event is cruising right along. We are getting into, uh, I think, the Round 5 and semifinals of the event. Uh, so far, we have um, Rucksack's Wizard, Master Chulky's Wizard facing off in one of the brackets. We have Rucksack losing to Delfinio in the other one, with Delfinio advancing to the semifinals. Uh, we also have the Katz's Meow waiting in the semifinals for the winner of Cory Bear 88 versus Omsk. So out of those players, one will be named the champion of HRPC Season 2, Event 2. Good luck to all players involved. Uh, up next, let's talk about Maximum Overdrive, Season 2, run by Meowgan. Uh, this event just started up and is currently working its way through Round 1. This is a really fun event where uh, players use characters with double HP, which leads to some crazy hijinks. Uh, this is currently started, but again, this will... Uh, Start again in the future someday, so check out the show notes for details on this event. Up next, we're going to talk about our slew of level 14 events that are running it right now. First is the Ascension to Heaven Cleric Invitational, Invitational run by our own Takatsu's Meow. This is running uh, currently in... It's, uh, we got players all the way from round one, even a few who have advanced to round three. Uh, those would include include User Cafe and Rucksack, both two excellent uh, cleric players. I myself am facing off against Double Dubs in round two, so hopefully that goes well. Wish me luck. Uh, best of luck to all the players involved in the Cleric Invitational. Uh, Decatz's Meow is also running the Call of the Wild, which is a Druid Invitational. This is also just started and it is in round one. Uh, we'll keep you updated on this as well. Coincidentally, I'm also paired up against Double Dubs in this, and I hope to serve him a cold dish of revenge. Uh, next, we have the Call to Arms B Barbarians event. This is a level 14 uh, only Barbarians event run by Warden Slayer. And this is actually not a tournament bracket, but a group stage uh, with players facing off in Barbarian Mirrors and then advancing that way. Uh, so far, 
uh, Noodle Tupe and Meowgan are at the top of the list in the, in the group stage here. So good job to both of them. We'll keep you updated as this event progresses as well. We also have the Fighters Only Open, also run by Warden Slayer. This is the level 14 Fighters event, and this has been concluded. Our first place winner is Decatz's Meow, who took out our own Sparks and Rec co-host, Agent C13, in the Fighter Finals. Two uh, heavy-hitting fighter experts facing off there. Congrats to Decatz's Meow for first and Agent C13 for second. Noodle Tupe defeated Zembu in the third place match there as well. Congrats, everybody there. I know Warden Slayer is starting up again, I think, in July with the second season of the Fighters Only Open. So check out the show notes for details on that. Uh, we also have the Tri-Wizard Cup happening right now. Uh, yours truly was defeated in the first, I'm sorry, the second round by Agency 13, three games to one. That was a humiliating defeat for me. Just kidding. It was a really well-played game by him. He Everything lined up, and his wizard uh, went on into the next round. Unfortunately, he succumbed to Filtrophobe, who has advanced all the way to the finals of the Tri-Wizard Cup. He is awaiting the winner of Decatz's Meow versus Aimdeluce in the semifinals there. So good luck to there. We'll keep you, uh, or we'll give you the final update probably in the next episode on the Tri-Wizard Cup. Uh, finally, we also have the Alchemist Invitational, which is currently running. Uh, this is uh, proceeding along well as well. Zembu is waiting in the finals for uh, his challenger, which will be one of three players, Noodle Tupe, Luna Pig, or Jigmalinkpa. Uh, these are the uh, remaining players who will face off to face Zembu in the finals. Well, again, we'll give you the final update on the next episode. Keep them rolling along, guys. Up next, we have Double Dubs uh, Dungeons Quickfire number two uh, tournament, which is uh, completed. Noodle Tupe won that one versus Fat Hobbit in the finals. And we also have Jigmalinkwa versus Rip in the third place match. We have not even started those games yet. Uh, Rip, I will try to remember to send out some challenges for that soon. And we'll fill you in on the final results on that later. Dungeons Quickfires are always rolling. As soon as one finishes, a new one starts. So if you want to sign up for that, check the show notes for the links. Next, let's do another Double Dubs event, the Deadly Duels Challenge. Uh, this is a challenge at level X uh, feature event, which means you're going to be using different levels and trying to reach uh, seven wins first in order to advance. Uh, this is currently in round two and three of the event and is ongoing. We'll keep you updated as this one goes. This is the first time this has been done, and it's an interesting format. So if you're interested, again, check out the details in the show notes. Last, but certainly not least, is the Highlander event, which is finished in the sense that we have our first place winner it's Rucksack, everybody. Surprise, surprise. He beat Horgle in the finals 3-0. We also have the bronze match waiting to be completed with Double Dubs versus Zembu. So that's happening as well. We'll fill you in on the final results there. I lied, guys. That was not the last one. This is the last one. TCL, Thandar Combat League. Uh, I believe currently we are in week eight of season five. After this season's over, there's going to be a small break 
and season six will start uh, sometime in July. So keep uh, your eyes on that one and sign up if you're interested in the next startup in July. And that, everybody, wraps up this episode's Community Roundup. Okay, everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for the end of the show. It's uh, all good things must come to an end, and this is not an exception. Uh, It's been so great having you guys here. Uh, Really, uh, the two hours went by in a flash. Uh, Learned a lot. Uh, Had a really great um, time interacting with our kennels content as well. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Um, Daly, why don't you lead us out with your with your ending comments here. Yeah, just just want to say a huge thank you for not only having me here, but for putting this show together. Um, This community is just really, really special to me and I'm just really grateful to be a part of it. So thank you guys for uh, being a huge driving force in making it what it is. Um, It's just really, I feel honored to just be sitting here talking to you, to be honest. So thank you guys. Have a wonderful evening. Drive home whenever you're listening to this. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Dana. Uh, Alex, let's hear your parting words for this episode. As always, it is one of my favorite things to dedicate some time to be on the podcast. Uh, it's hard to commit it sometimes because real life happens. But um, thank you all of you who have sacrificed way more than just time and late nights to making this podcast happen. Um, y'all have really made the community better being, a, being doing this. And to all of you who have been on the edge about, you know, maybe Patreon or something like that, like a dollar, that's all it takes. You know, take, take the three minutes out of your day to set up the Patreon app and just donate a dollar to these guys or a dollar a month or whatever you want to do. It, it, it doesn't sound like much, but it adds up if, and it is worth it. Uh, it's worth your time, you know? Um, anyways, I thank you guys for doing what you do. I love it. Glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's been great. You're the best. Alex, thanks, thanks so much. Yeah. That's so nice to say. And daily, thank you so much. Um, definitely want to lead off with giving you both a, a hearty thank you for your time joining us today, helping come in and be co-host is fantastic. Um, and I think the contributions that the community has been making with the mailbag, um, which both of you have been active in and also, um, with sending in clips and Arcanel's coverage of the UK games fair. Um, it really takes the podcast, which I loved as it was, but it really takes it to the next level. And I can say that with no ego to, to say the more, community involvement we have the better it is i mean um jig is incredible tim's incredible chris is incredible i'm all right you know i get some you're incredible too in. buddy don't tell i get some fart jokes in you know um but like having you guys in uh and getting everyone else's thoughts and input um really takes it to, to like a special place so yeah. everyone that's thinking about doing that if you're on the fence please do it if you've done it already thank you so much we really appreciate it um and yeah uh always have to say this 
uh, please, if you start and you're curious about what your win-loss records are and your stats, um, go to hero-helper.com. I have actually made sortable and pageable and searchable tables in my development environment, so that should be coming... Eh, we'll see, but definitely more less O's than that soon because uh, I do have a working prototype right now, so that's awesome. Uh, and then lastly, um, I just want to end on... Uh, stay squishy, meat wads, and stay fresh, cheese bags. Happy birthday, Chris. We love you. Peace. Peace. That was a really bad meat wad. Oh, and daily, we never made you do an American accent. Can you do it? Can I do it? Yeah, yeah man, like it's like no hours, trouble at all. It. You know, I've been doing this since I was like four years old. Um, American accents are just, there's nothing to them, man. It's just so easy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Got it. You basically Perfect. just stop inflecting your you stop inflecting your words and then you got it. I need you I need you to do the classic southern accent though cuz it's yes. it's just mm. Mm. Oh, I don't know if I could do a southern. Can you do a southern? I don't know if I could do southern. Give me, can you give me an example of what a southern it? accent sounds like? You're listening to one. Well, oh wow, yeah. yeah. You got to understand. Oh. That sometimes you got to elongate the syllables just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I get that. I can see Man. that now. How you doing that right now? And you got to draw your eyes out yeah. nice and long. Yeah, now. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's really good. Actually, your southern accent came great. Yeah, that's some that's some good uh, Easter eggs at the end. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a quick reminder, listeners, stay tuned to part two of episode 33 to hear our kennels. Amazing interview with Rob Doherty at the UK Games Expo, followed by some really nice daily summaries of what he experienced at the Expo. So stay tuned for part two with our kennel. We made it to the end of the show. Congratulations, you're a nerd. Tune into the next episode of Sparks and Recreation for more on community events, meta analysis, and everything Hero Realms.